Welcome back, everybody. Episode 22 of Priest Down Motion. Uh, this is uh, our Emmett Smith episode. I'm just going to start naming like random athletes as we start to hit their numbers. I like there. that. I like that. I feel and I feel pretty good about it. I, I had a perfect opportunity last week to do the prime time. We could have done a Deion Sanders episode, but I really just high step my way past that one. Uh, so Emma Smith today, yeehaw. I uh, hope you guys uh, survived by Mageddon. Uh, we had, was it six teams, guys, who didn't play last week? Yeah. Six. There was, no, there were six. There were six teams that had a bye, and then another six teams that got housed by, like, three-plus touchdowns. <laughs> this was, so really it was, like, really it was, like, 12 teams that took the week off, honestly. This was a, this was a pretty bad week. Um, you know, the first three or four weeks of the year, we had a bunch of overtime games, a bunch of one-possession games amongst, like, teams that mattered. And then this year or this week, it was like, hey, the best game you guys are going to get all weekend, Falcons, Dolphins, buckle up and enjoy that. <laughs> Roger Goodell was like, sit back and fucking enjoy it. <laughs> Open your mouth, take it. Um, that being said, so pretty quick, uh, pretty quick recap this week. Um, we didn't learn anything about anybody, really. Um, kind of some additional data points, right? Some things were confirmed that we already knew, but I'll disagree. We'll I, I think, I think this was a big week in finding out who teams really were. Honestly, I'll, I'll go the other way with that. I think that I, I met, I was thinking about this when I was doing my research for the show. I was like, you know what, at this point in the season, I think it's time to start believing what teams have shown us that they are. And some teams went to either extreme to really say, Hey, we are a bag of dicks or like we're a legit playoff team that could win some games, you know, like, like, let's look at the Bengals. Let's look at the Bengals. The Bengals are like, Hey, we're not fucking around. Like we're a real team, you know? And you, nobody can, nobody can really say anything otherwise than that right now. And, and then you look at a team like the chiefs and it's like, you know what? You guys are bad until further notice. You're bad. You're a bad team. Like I'm, you, you fooled me too many times. You're a bad team now. Yeah, I, I think that this is kind of the Chiefs year from hell. I, I, I like, don't get me wrong, they're not going to blow that team up at the beginning, at the end of the year or anything, but like stuff's, they're going to make some moves again. Uh, they they kind of rebuilt that offensive line on the fly. And last I looked uh, per PFF, I mean, their bottom third as far as an offensive unit. And it doesn't help when they just have to throw literally constantly. I mean, those, the offensive linemen there, I think some of them were like, low teens in terms of like run blocking plays last week. And I was like, Oh, that's never a great sign. That's not what you want. Even if you're a predominantly throwing team, if you're, if your right guard is in run block sets like 13 times in a day, the bad things have happened across the board. Uh, um, but that being said, let's, uh, let's dig in. Drew's here. Hayden's here. Aaron's here before I was so rudely interrupted in my intro, which is a blatant, blatant just, just a, a blatant disagreeance. Uh, but let's uh, let's jump back to that Thursday night game. Uh, Broncos Browns. Uh, Browns won 17-14. Are we shocked at all? I mean, Aaron called it. I was he talked me out of betting on the Broncos. Yeah. I thought the Broncos were at least good enough to beat a Case Keenum led Browns team, but clearly I was wrong. They did cover, unfortunately, for the 15 donkeys in our um, in our pick five pool. I was so I was tilting already before Sunday even started. I was so on tilt because those they did not deserve that they did not deserve that that cover whatsoever the browns it was the same thing that happened um 
the Thursday before. Yes. Where and I was the Bucks right had on that one too. The Bucks again. You didn't deserve that. That, that, that. that those those guys did not deserve that cover. The Bucks were driving late, and this is the same thing the Browns did. They were driving late, and they were like inside the ten yard line, but it just worked out well enough with the clock and with the end of their drive that they could once they got inside the ten, they could just kneel it. And they didn't have to kick that field goal or, you know, try to score to um, to extend the game because it was like, oh, we can just we can just kneel it out like it was just enough time. So really, they, if they either one of those teams kick a field goal, I think the, the team that should have covered covered. Uh, but yeah, so all the donkeys that were on Denver in a game that they should not have should not have covered that three and a half did. So you just sound scorned. That's all. That's all I'm hearing. It's just resent. I this this was a bad. This was a bad weekend. I, I've had two bad pick five weeks in a row. Um, just not not happy. We'll we'll get into more of it later. But uh, I told you that Ernest Johnson guy, the Ernest Johnson, he was good. I was like, what if I don't really matter? This guy's gonna be fine, and he tore yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My um my bankroll this weekend was absolutely shot. Uh we watched the like UFC fights on Saturday, which historically we've done pretty well in. So like we were betting on those and a lot of these like 50, 50 fights. I'm like, Ooh, good chance to make some money here. And like, I just got fucking railed for like two hours. It was absolutely brutal. <laughs> absolutely brutal. So like Sunday I, I placed like two bets and I just stared at my TV angrily the entire time. Like this is bullshit. This isn't even fun. This isn't even fun to do anymore. Um, I, I think we, I think we know the the Broncos are bad. I, I held out hope way longer on them than I should have, but the Broncos are bad. They're really bad. Yeah. And that's probably it for them. Uh, I will start betting against them pretty religiously and also picking against them in things like pick fives and maybe even a survivor pool. Now. I don't know. Depends on who. I don't think Case Keenum for um, <laughs> keeping that ship afloat and getting the job done. Um, I understand that. It wasn't really a battle of, of potent offenses and they relied heavily on the run game, but still like he did well enough. He was 21 for 33 for almost 200 yards. He didn't throw any picks, you know, yeah. a touchdown. I, I didn't realize what a Minnesota bowl that was before I realized that Teddy Bridge yeah. <laughs> and also, so Pat Shermer is the OC for the Broncos and he was That's an OC for, they were both OCs over both of those guys. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Oh Jesus! So like I'm watching the Bronx, I'm watching the Browns. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like the Keenum is like Stefanski's guy because he knows his stuff like inside and out. Like that makes sense. And then like they flipped over to the Broncos booth. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, them too. <laughs> it was that Leonardo DiCaprio meme from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We just points at the TV, and I was like, oh shit. Um, I think that's all, all you right. need to say right there when you're watching a game full of discarded Vikings players and coaches like it's not going to be a real a real high level deal i mean not and not that's not a shot the vikings if you're watching a game that's a bunch of discarded quarterbacks and coaches from any any team it's like okay these are a bunch of leftover dudes hey i won't lie trying when, to stay in the league. i won't lie to anybody when Shermer got fired from the giants i really hope i was like come home and instead we have kubi x kids so whatever anyways uh we got uh chiefs titans next that was a that was a game we talked in the pod last week. I said the Titans are weird because like they're going to get up for games like this and like try to beat these teams that people give a shit about. Uh, they beat them resoundingly. And I don't know, like, are the Titans like really, really for real? Or are the Chiefs just bad? And I, I don't know, like, that's a terrible matchup for the Chiefs to be like, hey, we can't stop anybody point blank, period. By the way, here's Derrick Henry for four quarters. And like, they, they, 
Rabel had Henry throw a jump pass, that diabolical son of a bitch. That was, he was like, oh, was yeah. a great ball, too. Yeah, he's like, hey, here's a battering ram that flings a fucking flashbang. Enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, yeah, man, what do, we, what do we think here? So this, this is the game that really just, like, blew a hole through my stomach for the entire football Sunday for a bunch of different reasons. Um, I had the Chiefs in a couple of parlays, and that absolutely just sunk that. Oh. Um, I had the Chiefs in pick five. That didn't work out. And not only did I have the Chiefs in pick five, but just a bunch of people were on the Titans. Um, so that made it even worse. And not to be that guy, but I also had Henry, Kelsey, and Daryl Williams on my fantasy team that I'm going to lose by about five points. And they all – I mean, this was supposed to be a – the total of this game was like 60 points. Like, th- this was just supposed to be a wildly offensive shootout. And – Henry didn't even break a hundred yards rushing. Didn't have a touchdown. Kelsey was meh. Darrell yeah. Williams was bad. I mean, so that, that sucked too. And yeah, this really took the wind out of my sails. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with the chiefs. I couldn't bring myself to game pass this game today because it just did me so much damage yesterday. It was, the wound was too fresh to, to go back into it, but this is what I think I saw on Sunday. And you guys tell me if you saw something different. I think that part of the reason that the chiefs are bad. I think it's arrogance. I think Mahomes is still convinced that he's this magician that it doesn't matter what coverage defenses play or what happens that he's going to be able to dance around and just launch a missile for 50 yards to somebody down the field. And what we've seen a lot of, of defenses doing so far this year to both Mahomes and other quarterbacks is they play this cover two shell and they say, you're not getting over the top of us. We're going to make you dink and dunk and be methodical and take the, the medium range stuff and put a drive together where you don't make a mistake for 10 plays instead of launching a bomb to somebody. And, and I, I don't, I don't think he's accepted that he he's like, no, I don't care. I, I'm not going to take the wide open, whoever in the flat for eight to 12 yards, I'm going to launch this down the field in the double coverage because I'm that good. And I think I can still do it. And it's, it's ended up with him getting sacked, uh, getting injured, uh, a lot of bad interceptions. And this Titans defense is not good. They, they held the chiefs. This is like the supposed to be the best offense. Like since the greatest show on turf, they held the chiefs to three points without any significant injuries on that team. Like I, I, I don't know. I think that they really need to hard, take a hard look at themselves and realize that we have to be able to win games in, in multiple ways. Their defense is just dead last in almost every meaningful statistic. That is what it is. But the offense can't score three points. I mean, that, that's not how this team was built. So part of what you said is correct. Uh, so they are playing them in the cover two, a lot of cover two. A lot of, hey, 15 play drives. Uh, they're also negative 10 in turnover differential, which hasn't helped anything. Well, that's what um, I'm talking about. He's trying to force bullshit. That he's not there. trying to force bullshit. Uh, he's thrown five picks, two of which weren't his fault. They were straight off receivers' hands, and like they were, they were easy routes. Like the one that Tyreek Hill had that went right through his hands. Um, there was another one of those for, I believe it was Pringle, hit him right in the numbers and popped up in the air. Uh, it's the fumbles. So you're, you're talking about, uh, you're talking about, they have eight fumbles on the year. So you're talking about them having these like long methodical drives, the, the point of long methodical drives, which in this game, they had three different drives of over 10 plus plays. 
two of them resulted in the turnover that ended the drive in the red zone. And that's been a theme for them. We, we, we've seen it all year. They had, what, five possible turnovers in the first game. I mean, it's there is some truth to that too, but also when they can't run the ball effectively, it's you, you trot it out and it's, hey, Pat, make something happen. Or we're going to West Coast you and we're going to throw the ball 12 times in this drive. Hey, nobody fuck up. Like it's, they're playing loose while trying to do like this very structured offense because the big plays aren't there that we've become accustomed to and they're turning the ball over and it's not all on him. The offense just isn't clicking. It looks bad, but he's missing guys also. Like we threw a couple balls behind people. I think the frustration is starting to creep in where he's just like, fuck it. And just like really like throwing the ball at dudes, but I'm not going to put that all on him. Are we going to put it on? Are we going to throw some of the shade at Andy Reid then? Like, what are we trying to say? I mean, it's got to be somebody's fault. This team is underperforming more than any other team in football right now. Somebody's somebody's to blame for this. I mean, I would say that these are some of the same gripes that we had in Philly with Andy Reid later on in the tenure. Am I wrong? Uh, that's a good point. Some slow stars, lack of discipline. Donovan McNabb was like seventy pounds of weight most of the time. And you know like, what? That shit. You know what? That's really interesting because. I think Pat Mahomes looks a little chubby myself. Um, this is interesting because I feel like now that I'm firing my brain back to those Eagles days with, uh, with McNabb and, and don't get me wrong. Mahomes is not unlike the McNabb on the tail end of his career. And I'm not before you jump at me for over-exaggerating, but I'm saying I kind of remember him trying to extend plays, trying to force stuff that I didn't really think was there wasn't as yeah. sharp wasn't as explosive as they were but they also had like brian westbrook and Lashawn mccoy to bail them out and the chiefs it's, don't have that i mean it's the, it's also it's like it's the same reason that we saw andy reed get fired after he won what like nine games is last year in philly and they were like all right we we got to get a new voice in here i i think that um I, th- I think that he's so x's and o's oriented that it's like it's x's and o's and not so much about larry's and joe's like i, I don't I don't want to say that he's like not a great motivator of men, right? Like I'm not going to say that because he's won a Super Bowl and has a much harder job in the world than I do. But like, you've never seen an Andy Reid team that's like motivated from the top down. We've never seen that. They're always self-motivated. Or you have like a Brian Dawkins, or you have like a you know insert guy here that gets everybody kind of fired up and ready to roll. Right, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a good comparison. So I don't know, man. Is this I'm, look, they're probably going to figure it out. I'm looking at their schedule. Um, it's, it's not easy, but like given their pedigree, you imagine they're going to win some of these games. I, I would say that if they get into the AFC playoffs at like, you know, like nine and eight, like I don't want to fucking play them, but yeah. who knows? They might be really bad, man. I, that's what I was going to, I don't know if we want to get into this now. I did want to kind of talk a couple of playoff scenarios. I don't know if we want to table that for the end, but uh, there's definitely a, path to them not making the playoffs i mean they're gonna have to start winning some winning some big time games to get back in this conversation because the afc is deep i mean (laughs) when you have the Bengals playing like they are the ravens if the browns can get healthy and and get back uh i mean the browns are four and three i mean they're they're not behind by any means the titans are all of a sudden beating teams like the bills and the chiefs back to back like i i don't know where that's coming from but and you look at the Colts with the big win against San Francisco last night. They could be playing themselves back in a contention. Raiders and the Chargers both have a couple of games on them. I mean, 
it, it's going to get really interesting. The back half of this AFC playoff race, the wild cards are going to be very interesting. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, they've got their three and four. They have two games against the Raiders remaining. They have a game against the Chargers. They've got two against the Broncos. They have one against the Bengals. Like a, a lot of this, they, they control their own destiny. A lot of this, like if it's, you know, six weeks from now and they've gone four and two and they've swept the Raiders, they beat the Broncos, they beat the Packers and they lost to the Cowboys at home. All of a sudden we're like, oh, okay. I'm like, never mind. You know, we've whoa, overreacted, you know, they're seven and five and they're right there in the thick of it. So I, I'm not going to write them off. There's a path, right? There's a path that any of these teams don't make the playoffs, but with the pedigree that they have, I, I think that I'm going to be really, I'm, I'm going to wait a long time before I, before I pull that pin. So I'm just imagining, and we're getting two weeks ahead of ourselves, but I'm imagining Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers playing that defense because I just watched what what Tannehill did to it, and, and uh, it doesn't look great. Doesn't doesn't look great uh, yeah. for the Chiefs there. Yeah, but but by all means, like the Packers aren't some defensive juggernaut themselves, right? You, like you got to look at that on the flip side. Like who's to say nobody scores 80 points in that fucking game? I have no idea. Eh, I don't know. Packers have some playmakers on defense. If they get Alexander back. Um, I don't think he's back in like week 10 or 11, is he? No, he's he? gone till then. Okay. I, I so. love the – I love he the... might be He might be done done. That was the other thing I heard. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a, it's a bad shoulder. It's a bad shoulder. I like I, – I, I know I've, I talked a lot of shit about Jalen Smith and Whitney Merciless is old too, but I, kinda, I don't mind those additions for that Packers defense at all. Well, you know what? You can actually talk about that right now because the Packers beat the Washington football team 24 to 10 um can we talk about taylor heineke <laughs> 257 oh, 200 268 yards in the air ran for 95 and like i watched more of that game than i would like to admit and <laughs> they, they talked about this on part of my take too and like i laughed about it but like if the field was 90 yards and if he got to the 10 yard line on either side and they won like that was how they scored he might be the best quarterback in football <laughs> it was unbelievable how that dude was just moving the ball up and down the field they outgained the packers by like fuck what was it they outgained them by 130 yards they had 430 yards of total offense yeah uh <laughs> basically 200 200 uh through the air and on the ground they averaged six yards of play they had 25 first downs and they got beat by two tutties <laughs> like, what the what is what was happening so like, I, go ahead no, I just, I mean, that's it. I was just, I was watching the game like, oh, and then like my next thought was like, man, do they have a bunch of turnovers? I just like skimmed over. I was like, no, they had two turnovers. He should have, uh, McLaurin screwed him too. He drilled McLaurin right in the numbers Yeah. Um, for, for one of those that should have been a touchdown. I think they ultimately ended up turning that ball over on that drive. But um, so this is why I love to watch uh, guys like Taylor Heineke and also why they're, not very good at winning football games. He, it, it, it's like a, it's like Fitzpatrick is like whispering in his ear on the sidelines, like, do it, do it. Like, if if there's the devil and the angel, like Rivera is the angel. He's like, all right, Taylor, we're gonna be like really conservative on this play. We're gonna take what's take what the defense gives us. We're gonna hand the ball off. And Fitzpatrick's like, gun that ball down the fucking field, son. Like you know you want to do it. <laughs> like he he's playing like he has nothing to lose. He's running around. He's trying to extend plays. He's just launching the ball up for grabs. Yeah. While McLaurin did screw him on the one drop touchdown pass, the one that he did throw to McLaurin, 
he just he literally said five dollars and just launched that thing into the air (laughs) and McLaurin came down with it there was another one where he had like a 20 yard gain where I think it was Preston Smith like had him in a headlock and he was like whoop and just like (laughs) just like five yards to his left and just gunned it and I was like get the like all right like okay kid and then he just immediately I think he like fumbled it through a pick on the next drive and it was like all right sick there it is I feel I like know. he's like texting his fraternity brothers. He's like, guys, watch this shit. I'm going to go to Green Bay and outduel Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to be slinging up all over the yard, son. Dude, you know, that you know, there's like one fucking guy who like is at some random bar, like in the middle of like Austin, Texas. And he's like, oh, yeah, my boy Taylor up there in Washington. And some girl's like, who? And he's like, oh, no, my, no, no, it was my rush brother. It was D- Taylor Heineke. You oh, okay. <laughs> like, you don't know who that is? He's super good at beer pong. Yeah, the one there's just one fucking guy in a Brooks Brothers shirt being like, "Do you know who Taylor Heineke is? It's my best friend." Um, yeah, I mean, he got sacked four times. He he threw one pick. It should have been more than that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's why you. That's why he's fun to watch, though. He's like, guys, I'm gonna go out there and do this. Which one of you two assholes kept betting on them at the beginning of the year? Who was that? Was it? me. That was oh, me. Oh, was you? Yeah. I think I think you. I hit on him twice and missed on him twice. I think I broke even on my Washington bets. Yeah, you lost the big, so don't worry about it. You're still negative all in all. Right. Um, all right. Uh, next up, Bengals, 41. Ravens, 17. Hayden, are the Bengals for real, for real? As Viking fans, should we not feel so bad about that overtime loss? I uh, I don't feel so bad about it. I know you said earlier you don't, and I, I feel the same way. This was kind of a, a statement, I would say, uh, for the Bengals who, you know, a couple weeks ago they were close with the Packers, and we were like, okay, maybe, maybe the Bengals will start to uh, crumble a little bit here. But to go out and put 41 on the Ravens at Baltimore, that's kind of a statement from me. Um, Joe Burrow looks excellent. Jamar Chase, he is incredible. Jesus Christ. All that yeah. talk in the offseason is just crazy that that was even happening. But Were they trolling um, us? I, 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 they might have been. Yeah. He might have been. Um, no, I, I think they're for real. And uh, I'm really looking forward to watching them, you know, coming up. They got the Jets next week. So, yeah, whatever. And then the Browns. Oh. That'll be a good game as well. So, looking forward to it. They have the uh, they have the Jets with Mike White as their quarterback. Oh yeah, uh, you have no, that's Flacco. Elite. Flacco. Oh, they make they made the trade for Flacco. Flacco has been traded to the Jets. He's on his way back, and <laughs> oh, uh, so so we could be seeing it could be a Joe versus Joe uh, <laughs> game. I've here. got I've got two entries left in my survivor pool, and I might put them both <laughs> in the Bengals next week. <laughs> I, might, I might just I might just ride that one out. It's a it's uh it yeah. God bless. That's gonna be a beating. Uh, Robert Sala. I'm sorry. We we just immediately jumped to the Jets. I should give the Bengals their flowers. Uh, they're incredibly easy to root for. Uh, yeah. Joe Burrow yeah. is like a really yeah. likable guy. Um, Joe Mixon maybe not so much. He's kind of a bad person, but you know we'll gloss over that. <laughs> we'll, sure. we'll, we'll forget that even happened. Um, I really actually just, I think every time the Ravens lose, I just want to dance on my Lamar take. And I'm like, God, <laughs> like I, like once that game got to 10 points, once the Mingles were up 10, I was like, oh yeah, this is over. I'm not even going to watch this fucking game anymore. Lamar 15 of 31 for 257 and a tutty, uh, like 60 of that came on a screen pass. Like I understand how talented the dude is, but I'm, I'm just going to keep, just keep circling back to my Lamar take. Uh, next one up, 
All right, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta throw a few thoughts into this game, just real quick. Just oh real yeah, quick. yeah, shoot, 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 shoot. So I, I could have told you guys this was gonna happen because last week on the Pick Five show, I was like, you know what, the Ravens have burned me so many times. It's a rule. I can't bet against the Ravens anymore. And I love the Bengals plus six and a half. I was like, no, I can't lose more money on the Ravens. I can't do it. So of course we see Joe Burrow go on there and step on his throat, give somebody else a throat contusion. Um, I did want to say though, it's uh, it's interesting. I think there might be a blueprint and maybe you just need to have the right personnel. I don't know if it's a scheme thing, but the, the Bengals defense and the Colts defense are two uh, units that have given the Ravens the most trouble all year long so far. Um, and okay. I know you're going to look, I told you the Colts bottled him up for like three and a half quarters and then they got gassed and he took over in like the last Didn't the lions also bottled minutes. them up. Okay. Yeah. The Lions did too. Sure. Lions did too. But, and I'm not so sure about the Lions defense in regard to this take, but I am sure about the Bengals and the Colts defense. They are much more um, fluid. They have a lot of guys that could like, you know, kind of tweener guys, a lot of like really fast linebackers who could maybe even be like a strong safety or a lot of like edge rushers that could really kind of be outside linebackers. Like, it's just a lot of speed, a lot of speed. And that has, has really seemed to, to keep Jackson a little bit more in check and keep him under, under your thumb where you, where you wanted to be. So I don't know. Interesting. I, I mean, ironically, the team that showed that uh, his rookie year, their playoff game was the chargers that played eight DBs at any given time, they would have eight DBs on the field. Uh, and Lamar had no idea what to do with it. So I, that's why it's so odd to me that the chargers got railroaded by them or, like it didn't make any sense because if anybody had the personnel, I'm Derwin James looking at you to dismantle uh Ravens team. I thought it was going to be the Chargers, So a little surprised, yeah. but yes, we've seen that blueprint that if you, if you can put, if you can still manage to stop the run while putting speed on the field, but that's just the easiest way to get it done. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Aaron, this is the only time on the show you're allowed to talk about Daniel Jones. I'm serious. I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, Giants won 25 to three over the Panthers uh, grandson of Dick Hammer Sam Darnold got benched then was immediately named the starter after the game which means he's a dead man walking that's 911 yep. emergency uh, go ahead you want to talk about Danny Dimes you Danny two nickels go ahead Here's your chance. I I have an infatuation with Daniel Jones uh, Drew hates him Drew thinks he's garbage and I, I don't get me wrong. I don't think that, you know, he's not, he's not going to Honolulu anytime soon, you know, for the, do they do the pro bowl anymore? Is that over? Do they still do that? I don't know. Um, you said he was going to win a playoff game. I like that's not an infatuation. That is not this year. Not this year. I think ever is unrealistic. I think that Daniel Jones is going to win a playoff game in his career. Here's my thinking on this. I think that the giants will discard him eventually. And that some team like the Colts are a good example. Some team that they have a solid roster, but they don't want to draft a quarterback and start from the ground up. They want to grab somebody who they think they can put lipstick on a pig a little bit and, and turn them into like a decent player. So it's not like, I I don't think, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to like be the star player for a team that wins a playoff game. I think he's going to find himself in a situation where they need a game manager who can make a few plays and, 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 and be not able turn to, the ball over and not turn the ball over. Yes. Oh, okay. Cause he's shown yeah. the ability to do that throughout his career. I hope he ends up on the Colts and just watch Aaron just totally flip on them. You know, 
Yeah, this is a this is a thought exercise <laughs> I want to do. All right, Aaron, Carson Wentz or Danny Dimes? Who do you take? Money is the same, all things equal. Who do you take? Who so do wait, you wait. Want? Just quickly define the question for me. Is this like for the next five years or like for this season? Um, uh, sure, we can play for the next five years. Money is equal because you could you'd pay him about the same. Carson Wentz. Okay. And Carson Wentz was broken, but he was an MVP frontrunner. And Danny Two Nichols has never been an MVP frontrunner. Not even no. close to no. Like, he never will be. I don't think. At least I don't think. He, I don't think he ever will be. So I. All right, man. Who do you want I, right now? Who do you want in the game that we just watched? You want Sam Darnold? You want Danny Jones? Okay, that's you want Jameis Winston? Do you want Jameis Winston? You want Danny Jones? I think Jameis Winston and Danny Dimes are probably like that's a that's a more realistic comparison. You want Jimmy and, Garoppolo? And I'm, and I'm, you want Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, just, maybe, maybe because no, I can at least oh, look at Jimmy. Stop I can at least look at Jimmy Garoppolo and be like, I mean, he's won what sixty percent of his games with Shanahan, or I'm sorry, it's basically fifty. I'm sorry, he is won. I saw the graphic last night. He's won like sixty-five percent of his games that he's been there with Shanahan. And, and like he was hobbled in a shitty rainstorm game, which I'm not a Jimmy Garoppolo stand. So please don't take that as to what this is. I, I Trey Lance is the way they need to go. Like they need a higher upside quarterback to get where they really want to go. But like he's won there, and like Dan the has done years, that at all for the next five. Oh, years. we're still. You said right now. You said who do you want right now? And I didn't. I, are we still doing the five year thing? No, we'll do it right now. Right now. You want, okay, you, want, you, you, said, want you counted the table and you said right now. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I was right thinking now, about we'll it. Um, over the, like if we're doing five years or right now is it right now. Who do I want right now? Right now. I, am I the Niners? I don't know. You're a fucking GM. I don't know if I'm the, if I'm the Niners, I want Jimmy G because I have Shanahan and I want somebody who can just execute the system. Just run the place. Just run the plays, man. Make the right you- read. I'm just saying, when you go, I feel like you put being a starting quarterback in the NFL on such a pedestal, but when you go around the league and look at it, it's like we have Roethlisberger, we have Matt Ryan, we have Tua. You want, oh, yeah. you want Tua? You want Tua? Hey, Tua threw four tutties. What's the respect on his name? Fuck he won a game. Okay. But fine. no, yeah, fine. Daniel Dimes is in the league. He, Daniel Jones has been in the league for what? Four, this is his fourth year? Mm-hmm. I think it's his third. Third, yeah. This, I think it's his third. third. Okay. So historically, the argument is your third year, you are what you are. You're not learning new things. You're not getting better. And, and also, the way that the quarterback position is taught from high school through college and everywhere else now, there's like six dudes every year who come in the league. They're like, okay, yeah, he, can, he could start a game. And who knows? Maybe he's successful. This year is not a great example. But last year, there's five guys who came in the league. And the year before that, there were three guys who came in the league that were like, okay, this guy's like a, a franchise-altering quarterback. Good thing Carson can, Wentz didn't get that third year memo. He was an MVP candidate. He <laughs> but tore in his, his thir- but in his third year, he was almost on the street. And you're like, you are what you are, dude. He was an MVP candidate. I have been a Carson Joe or a Carson Wentz apologist because none of that was out of like that was all out of his control. Yeah. How, how do you go from MVP front runner to your backup has a miracle run in the playoffs? to win a Super Bowl and they build a statue of your backup with your head coach. And you got to see it every day when you go to work. Like, dude, are you kidding me? That was low. That 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 would fuck up anybody. Danny Jones. Like he, he didn't even have a statue at Duke. 
let's touch on the Panthers real quick. Uh, I will say, I think one of the reasons that Sam Darnold was named the starter again right after the game is because PJ Walker went three for 14 (laughs) for 33 yards in cleanup time. He took three sacks and had three completions. So not great, Bob. Not great. I will say when he came in, there was a play that he extended. He stepped up in the pocket left and then immediately rolled right. And he threw this out route and they called it back for holding. I think he broke the receiver's sternum. (laughs) <laughs> DJ Moore had to like go off the field for a play in the, I think it was Archuleta that was on that game. And he was like, that looked like a shortstop trying to get it across the field. I'm like, no fucking shit. He's really think 70. My God. <laughs> um, all right. That, let's keep it moving. Jesus. We spent too long on that. Uh, <laughs> Falcons 30 dolphins, 28. Uh, I sure let's give the Falcons their flowers. They won this game. This was such a fucking dumpster fire. This was such a bad game. I think we can take a few things away from it, though. And one of those things is that uh, Kyle Pitts is unbelievable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kyle Pitts is the next great tight end in the National Football League. This dude is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There was a play in the fourth quarter of Geno Spence just rolled out and threw a fucking pick. Oh, my God. That was awful. Okay. The guy dropped it. Jesus, he just, he rolled right and just threw the ball. It was just an arm punt. It's like ah, oh, third and nine. Here you go, nobody. Um, anyways, yikes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was in the fourth quarter and the Falcons needed to score. And uh, Pitts had like a twenty-two yard reception and literally nobody touched him. They just they dropped into cover two and like nobody even bumped him off the line. He just like kind of ran this like half-ass like just crossing route and just sat in the middle of the field. And I was like, who did no one get a scouting report? I can understand what we're talking about with like Tua might not be very good and um, the defense isn't forcing turnovers, but they look really poorly coached in Miami, like poorly, poorly coached. Which is so strange. We were so sure that Flores was such a great coach and they have looked so rough. Yeah. And we, we know that Deshaun Watson has okayed Miami as a destination, but this is going to start to smell of desperation of GM and head coach trying to buy themselves a yeah. year, year or two. Yeah. If there's a team who trades like three firsts that are completely unprotected for Deshaun Watson, no pun intended on the unprotected part, uh, it is definitely the Miami Dolphins. This this was another game though that really because I, I I was on Atlanta in our pod pick five that was one of my two picks. I was on Atlanta my personal pick five, and they got backdoored. They got backdoored so hard by Tua. They scored a couple of late touchdowns, less than nine minutes in the game. They scored back to back touchdowns. And so they, they they were up on the Falcons by a point and the Falcons are driving and the line was two and a half. So you just know they're going to kick a field goal and not cover. So that was, that was brutal to watch. Um, but whatever. I mean, again, I, I think Arthur Smith, this, this offense is a long way from where it was in the first couple of weeks of the season when we were like, what in the hell is this Falcons offense that we thought we were going to see now they've unlocked pits now Ryan and Ridley are a little more in sync. Things things are trending in the right direction for the Atlanta offense. So it's probably too late for them to do anything about it. I mean, they're three and three. I guess they could they could maybe make a run at this uh, at the seventh NFC playoff spot, but they got a long hike. Yeah, I, I don't think the Falcons are going to have the firepower to get there. If I remember correctly, they've got two games against the Bucks on the schedule as well. Um, well, they're in the same. Conference or division, I'm sure they do. Oh, I'm sorry, they've already played the Bucks. 
Yeah. They played the Bucks once. They were lost. Yes. Thank you. Yep. Yes. I thought they played them two more times. Sorry. Uh, but they they play the Cowboys. They play the Pats. They play the Bucks again. They've got the Niners. They've got well, they got the Bills on there too. I don't know, man. They'd have to sneak in. At like they got two games. They got two games against the Panthers left. They got the Jags. I don't know. I don't know. I think the Falcons are just as good as the Jags. I said it there. I said it. <laughs> you think the Jags are as good as the Falcons? There's nothing about the Falcons that excites me. They beat a listless Giants team at home in a game that they shouldn't have won. That was that was your boy's fault. That was Danny's fault. He looked what four turnovers. I, that game? I understand they haven't shown you a ten. I'm saying they've gotten better every week. They're trending in the right direction, and they're, they're it's not like they're you know two and five. They're three and three. I mean they're they're five hundred, and their worst football you might be behind them. You said they got better every week, but they barely beat the Giants. They lost to the Washington football team. They beat the Jets by a tutty, and they needed a last-second field goal to beat the Dolphins. Yeah, their first two games they got mopped. They got they got destroyed by the Eagles at home, and then the then the Bucks shelled them by what twenty points, twenty three. Yeah, yeah, and now they won three of their last four. So yes, they're <laughs> yes they've gotten I better. I love, the way you fra- I love the way you frame things. Like, they won three out of the last four. <laughs> it's like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. You spin it, baby. You got to spin it. I'm here to make you, a point. You beat both teams that reside in the state of New Jersey, and it took a last-second field goal <laughs> to beat the Dolphins. But we're moving, baby. But hey, we're moving. Danny Jones is a great quarterback. That was a huge quality win. That's, I said it. <laughs> Speaking of teams that reside in New Jersey, uh, we have the uh, the pass just beating the shit out of the Jets. Um, Dude. Zach Wilson went out early. Uh, Judon killed him. PCL sounds like it's two to four weeks. Uh, Mike White stepped in for the Jets, which if you don't know who Mike White is, which most of us don't, look him up. Actually, don't even look him up. Look up generic <laughs> player number one on NCAA football 2014, <laughs> and that is him. It is just white guy, crew cut, Eye black. <laughs> I've, n- I've never heard of this guy. I have no idea who he is, what he could be a 10 year veteran or a one year. Uh, he could be a rookie. Yeah. I have no clue who this guy is. Uh, that's right. You said that Flacco's going back there. I'm assuming Flacco will start next week or is it, is it Mike I White? I think so. Okay, no, I that think makes, Flacco's going to start. That makes sense. Who is uh, Mike White? Where did he go to school? Is he a, is he a rookie? Western Kentucky. Oh my God. That's... I was right. Fucking hell. Uh, he's been in the league uh, since 2018. He's a fifth round pick, uh, practice squad guy the last couple of years. And then he was the Jets rostered backup. Hmm. Interesting. So they were just all in on Zach Wilson. There was no, there was no indication yeah. of, Hey, maybe we'll start a season veteran to let Wilson get his feet wet. Now, Mike White. Do you, do you remember how like amped and how pumped up and like Jack Robert Sala was when he was in San Francisco last year, yeah, like yeah. Or, or the year before, like whenever that defense made a play, he was like fucking headbutting dudes with helmets on. Yep. They flashed to him on the sidelines in this game. <laughs> and it looked like he watched his dog get killed. He was just like, <laughs> fuck man, just, <laughs> just, just thousand yard stare. He was just looking out in the middle of nowhere. Like he wasn't even calling plays. He just like had the thing in his hand and he was like chomping gum, just staring. And I was like, this I- dude, is going to ki- and remember before the season started we talked about this so and I don't know the resolution to this so when he took the job and they moved it was like mid covid it was him his wife their four kids and their nanny in two adjoining hotel rooms oh my god and that was like all through the preseason cuz they were like looking for a place to live and like all this other stuff 
Maybe they're still living there. I don't know. This dude looks fucking miserable, and I don't blame him. He has this constant look on his face like he's just been served with divorce papers or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like He's just like stare at like this thousand yard stare. He's like, really? Huh? I mean, that? there's got to be some like, man, I could have been like, I could have just asked for a raise. I could have just, I, and I think all of us in our professional lives have done that, right? Where you're like, hey, I got offered this other job. So like, you know, I'm going to leave. And your employer's like, are you sure you want to leave? Like, we can maybe give you more money. And you're like, ah, you know, you probably can't match them. I'm just going to go. And then like, you get to the new job and you're like, this kind of fucking sucks. I don't really, this boss kind of, he's a dick. Like, the food's hey. bad. Day Coffee's one, you terrible. try. Day one, you try to go to Reddit, and it's blocked on the company server. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, I made the fuck. wrong decision. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look into this as far as I should. So then you gotta like, <laughs> but you gotta keep working the job. Like you gotta keep working, right? Because you gotta put on the table. And you're just like, when the fuck can I get out of here? It's like, all right. It's like, well, I gotta get six months in, man. So I jumped that quick on the resume. No one's gonna hire me after this. So like, God damn it, I gotta. Just... <laughs> but he's got Zach Wilson, right? So there's like the one hot office chick who's there, where he's like, all right, well, you know, there's something. There's okay. and then that person, yeah, that person got hit by a fucking car. So now he's like, oh, <laughs> there's really nothing. <laughs> yeah, Hayden uh, laughed through all that, but Hayden is like 19 years old, and he's like, I. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> this is what you have to look forward to, Hayden. This is what you yeah, have to look I am forward so to. excited. <laughs> Patriots, though, Patriots also keeping themselves in the conversation for the seventh playoff spot in the AFC. It's it's gonna be it's a heap. And obviously things will things will crystallize as the season progresses, but right now it just looks like a mess. Yeah. Yeah, those two wins over the Jets really shot in the arm. You know, they've <laughs> only beaten rookie quarterbacks this year. Is that true? They've beaten Zach Wilson twice, and uh, they beat David Mills. So they've beaten only rookie quarterbacks. Yes. Damn. Those Patriots and Cowboys losses are going to haunt them. Brutal. Anyway, so we got next. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was so depressed by the 4 o'clock slate. I, I, hit, I started hitting the bottle, and <laughs> I don't have a lot of firm takeaways for the 4 o'clock games. I'm going to give okay, you that preview right now. You're okay. They're all pretty limp. They were all pretty limp dick games. You didn't miss much. Uh, Raiders Eagles uh, Raiders won 33, 22. Uh, David Carr is on pace to break Peyton Manning's uh, single season quarterback for passing record. Uh, and, still, like- and still people can't get his name right. And still people can't get his name right. Oh, it's Derek Carr. That's right. David Carr <laughs> had the cool sleeves, man. That's what I always, that's what I always think about. Um, he's got to average like 353 yards a game to get there throughout. Three, uh, <laughs> two, three incompletions. Three, he took, he took three incompletions in this game. Yeah, the we we can banish the Eagles, right? We can send the Eagles to Loserville. Like we can send them somewhere else. We don't have. To talk I think about so. Them anymore. Yeah, I don't. I, I have bad. no problem with that. I, I have no problem with that. They're bad. They're really bad. Um, and the thing is, like, some of these teams are bad, but there's bright spots. Like the Jets are terrible, but I'm like Zach Wilson's fun. And it's like, oh, the Dolphins, they suck. But, like, eh, like, what's Tua going to give us this week? Can we finally write him off? And, like, the Eagles have nothing. There's nothing oh. about that team that's exciting. It's like Jalen Hurts clearly isn't the guy. They have no good skill position players. Devontae Smith is just wasting away. And, frankly, he might not even be good. I have no idea. Their, their running back stable is a mess of just mediocrity. Their whole team is mediocrity. There's nobody on the team except for Devontae Smith. I'm like, that's a really good NFL football player that I like to watch. 
and for, well, Fletcher Cox is still pretty good. I, he's kind of wasting away. But um, and for those of you who don't know, I disdain the city of Philadelphia and Philadelphia sports fans. It's the so worst. This makes me so incredibly happy. These dirty water bucks just have to sit there and watch <laughs> this torture. God, it makes me so happy. Boo your own players, you pieces of shit. Moving on. Rams, 28, Lions, 19. Oh, yeah. Uh, God, man, I took the Rams in my survivor pool, and there was some definite puckering going on. About <laughs> I told you guys. I, 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 I tried to tell you guys the pick five, and I didn't take the Lions, so whatever. I'm not trying to take credit here. But the Rams fall asleep a lot. The Rams get bored, and they don't show up. And I, were the Lions winning at halftime? Were they? Did they have a halftime lead? It was – they were like ahead no, most, of the, 17, most of the first half. 17, 16. Okay, um, fine. The, but the, like, I'm telling you, the Rams can really fall asleep at the wheel. For we said this last week. Games. We were talking about the Lions, and we knew this game was coming up. And it was like, man, one of two things are going to happen. It's like the Lions are really going to give a shit about this game. And like, yeah, like, fuck these guys. Or they're going to be like, they're just going to fold. And clearly it was the other. And did you guys see after the game when McVay hugged Goff? And he was like really like he was really trying to hug him and like he like really pouring it on golf at, at midfield and golf was like, yeah, okay, whatever, I gotta go. And it was definitely like when the ex-wife sees the husband with like his like new like Ukrainian supermodel girlfriend, and she's just like, Oh yeah, sure. Uh-huh. The kids, I'm sure you care. Like and it, just, it was just it was so bad. It was so bad. Hey, hey, champ! How you doing? Like you doing all right? It's like it's like oh my god, Rebecca! Great to see you. How are you? <laughs> oh me, yes, big promotion at work. Nothing special. Like it was just brutal, brutal. Oh my god, Dan Campbell! God damn it! I wanted to win so bad. Me too. He's not afraid of anything. That guy. No, dude. That first that first half when he was like. He was, he was like, all right, we scored. Onside kick. Onside then kick, a yeah. fake punt. And then in the same drive, he was like, fuck it, fake punt again. And they both worked. And they both worked. All like, right. Let's go. Hey, I, I, I was like, man, I'm not sure if Dan Campbell's going to get a win. So I started looking at the schedule. This week, these baby, ne- This week. These, these next yep. two weeks. I'll say these next two weeks. Well, they're probably not going to win at Pittsburgh. That's not going to happen. Okay. This week. This is it. They got to beat the Eagles. Yeah. I, I agree or, with that. Or they're in deep shit. They get the they get they get the Falcons later on in the season, but they have to go to Atlanta. I don't like that for them either. So this might be it. This could be Dan Campbell's last last stand. I, I might buy a I might buy a Lions jersey to wear at home next week. Like I might have one in my house. I might be the biggest Lions fan you've ever seen because they play during the afternoon. The Vikings play at night. So like I might be like yep. day drunk Viking. I might be like day drunk Lions fan just screaming at my TV. <laughs> which I think encapsulates like 90% of Lions fans, just day drunk, hammering pizza, screaming at the television. I just, um, I can't wait to see the Lions have the number one pick next year and just draft the biggest earth moving human. That's oh, available. 100%. Like he's 100%. like, yeah, I'm going to need like, I, I'm going to need your grit stats to be at a hundred percent. Like just the, it's, it's going to be an offensive or defensive lineman. And the dude's just going to be a, a bear. Yeah, I who was the guy from Georgia? Uh, was it Landon Dickerson? No, he went to Alabama. There was a lineman from the draft in Georgia this last year who got picked like three spots before the Lions went again in the second round. And he was the dude who was talking about in high school that he would call in sick and he would shoot squirrels and he would eat them. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, that seemed like the most Dan Campbell pick. Like I 100% was like, oh yeah, Dan Campbell's going to have that dude roll up in a fucking bulldozer the first week. Or like the tractor he owns, 
like he's gonna be wearing one of those raccoon like set settler hats you know what i'm talking about i don't even want to uh, say any i don't even want to say anything about texans cardinals do we even need to talk about this game i don't want to say anything uh, about it. no that game was a beating um it was scoregami no, it was scoregami that was the most interesting thing from that game you do love it when you get a good gami right yeah it's like my favorite fucking Twitter follow. That and the surrender index punting one are my favorite. <laughs> um, no, Cardinals very good. Texans very bad. Moving on. Uh, another one that we don't have to talk about a whole lot. Bucks 38, Bears oh. 3. Bucks good, Bears bad. Uh, Matt Nagy looked at Justin Fields and said, give me your best David Carr impersonation. Just get fucking murdered out there. We're not going to do Justin anything Fields. to help you. My God. They were in his face all day long i mean that 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 tampa front seven just i think they blitz at the highest rate in the nfl i'm, I'm pretty sure and they, they the bears the bears had no You're answer correct. the bears had no answer for that the bears had no answer for that but also matt nagy who's supposed to be an offensive genius was like hey justin you know what's awesome a five-step drop out of the shotgun he did it i counted it it was unbelievable <laughs> he was 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage before he even looked for a receiver to throw the ball to I was way off on this game. I thought the Bears were going to keep it close. Um, it didn't happen. Uh, that's all there is to it. And this, was game was so, this game was so bad that Nagy faked COVID. He said it tested positive right after the game. He's out for like two weeks. Did you guys yeah. see what the fan got for that 600 touchdown ball? Should have got it more. A, it was a $1,000 gift card to the team store. Two signed and like, jerseys and, like, and a helmet from Tom Brady. Assigned Mike cool. Evans jersey and the game cleats, thousand dollar credit to the team store, like you said, and two season tickets for the rest of this season and next season. Oh, that's way more than I thought it was. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was. The... I thought it was just season tickets for the rest of this year. It's next season too. That is what uh, the score has on Instagram. So that is my source. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good haul, honestly. Did you hear yeah. what he asked for? You hear what he asked for, right? No, hundred grand. No, he said, I just want to play around the golf. He said, I just want to play around a golf with Tom Brady. Oh, really? Yeah. Tom doesn't, Tom doesn't do that. This ball, they, they were estimating this ball could worth $500,000. Yeah. Yeah. I just would have asked for a hundred racks and, and been like, you can pry from my cold, dead fucking hands. This guy, <laughs> this, this guy took like a foam finger and a ballpark Frank instead of keeping this ball for 500 grand. The least that Tom could do is play fucking 18 holes of golf with this dude. Be honest, man. If you were in that seat, you would be so amped up that like you wouldn't have even thought yeah. to ask for half of that. Yeah. You'd been like, Are "You give me uh, okay, yeah." <laughs> I once caught a foul ball and gave it back. For God's sakes, like I don't know. I have no idea how I would have reacted. I, I caught a foul ball in left field, and the guy, like the left fielder, flashed his glove at me. I just threw the fucking ball at him. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what we do. I guess little help." <laughs> um. <laughs> Next up, uh, we have, I guess, last on the Sunday docket, docket, uh, Colts 30, Niners 18. Um, I was on the Niners. I took them minus three and a half at home. Um, the first 15 scripted plays, they looked really good. And then they didn't look very good anymore. And it happened pretty quickly. I, I wonder, like, do coaches just, like, run out of plays to call? They're like, fuck, I don't know. Like, that was the biggest head scratcher of this entire game because the Niners came out and just eviscerated the Colts and it was oh, just yeah. run, play, run play run play run play run play run play and they were doing all of this like um zone read misdirection bullshit and 
um, Darius Leonard actually said something about it over the uh, um, in the after the game. He said, "Yeah, they started out running all the this misdirection counter stuff like that, and had us really out of position to make plays, and then they went away from it." He said, "I was really glad that they decided not to do that anymore because that was giving us all kinds of problems." And I've yeah. I, I've said this about the Colts defense before. What they did in the first few games when they they had really bad defensive showings, they overplay everything. They're really fast, but they I think their feet move faster than their brains. Like they they want to bite on things. They they want to fly to the football so bad that they fall for fakes a lot. So when you have a team that's going to run counters, run play action, it seems to do well against them. Um, and that's I just I don't understand why San Francisco went away from that scheme. It looked it looked unbelievable for that first series. And they yeah. didn't have they didn't have a single drive the rest of the game that was anywhere near that successful. And it's like, why did you stop doing this? I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah, um, you know, we we talked a bit a week or two ago um, that like when when they script plays now, they you, they say you you script your first fifteen, and really it's your first fifteen first and second down plays, and then your third down is all situational. You have like a, a variation of plays on the card that are that are there for that. Um, but yeah, man, it was like, once they got through that first couple drives, it was like, uh, there were, you mentioned counterplays. There were two of them. I think of specifically where the, the rookie running back they had, had like a 15 yard gain on one. Oh my God. He, he, yeah. He, I mean, took one step, right. And then bloop, everybody moved left and that was yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Granted, there's gotta be something to be said about, um, it was raining so hard that like the threat to pass wasn't there anymore. So like the thought of play action, all that kind of stuff was gone. So they could get a bit more gutty and aggressive pursuing some of those you know right you're you're stacking eight in the box you kind of know what's going to happen but uh, i don't know man uh this game also led every nfl game i've ever seen in passes that should have been intercepted that weren't yeah just <laughs> junk passes and then passes that, that should have been caught and weren't too on both sides i mean it was just so wet yeah I that was um, tough. that wentz interception was just and then the guy on the telecast, it was Collinsworth, was like, you know, you know, he definitely didn't mean to throw that ball. That was just a slip. I was like, he for sure meant to throw that ball. <laughs> he, he, he flicked his whole arm out, and he was like, oh, that ball just slipped, Greg. It was unbelievable. I'm like, no, man, that, that fucking thing just – that just went out. Um, the, Wentz, the Wentz streak is alive, by the way. They ruled that a fumble of instead, of a, instead of an interception. So of course his, they did. Uh, his streak is still alive um adrian amos for the packers uh quote tweeted that video and he said uh he said lord i've seen what you've done for other people and i want the same for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you uh, want to talk about you want to talk about terry mclaurin seeing how well he would do if the field was 90 yards instead of 100 i feel the same way about wentz on the goal line he just does the dumbest shit sometimes i i don't know what yeah. it is it's yeah. like he doesn't have the full field, the the survey and launch, and he's got to be more precise, and that's not really his game. And man, he does some dumb shit inside the five yard line. He he's he's been playing better. He's been he's been playing better and better every week. I like the way that he's trending, but you still get one or two plays a game with him where you're just like, what the fuck was that, dude? What are you doing? Like, unbelievable. Look, Anybody who's ever quarterback in their life, it's hard. And it's harder when you get down there. Uh, windows are smaller. Uh, everything speeds up. I, I wonder how much of that. I mean, the weather was shitty. Mobility is limited. But, I mean, even against the Rams, that shuffle pass pick you through. Like, who the fuck does that? How does that even happen? It's like the well, easiest pass in the world. 
and you just threw it to a stranger. Um, but if, anyways, we'll, I want to get Grant back on the pod and, and you two can geek out over Carson and his development. That'll be a fun one. I mean, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm saying he's trending in the right direction, but Pittman bailed him out a few times. He just threw a few jump balls to Pittman that should not have been thrown. And the dude is just like, I got it. I got it. Like he's, a, he, he's a player. I think Pittman, that was a, Pittman that was kind is. of a, that was kind of a coming out party for him on national TV for him to make some of those plays like that. That was big time. Uh, I, I don't know. I, Maybe I'm, and maybe I have blinders on. Maybe I'm just a sucker for lanky, athletic, fast quarterbacks. But I felt like the, especially in this game with as rainy as it was, that Trey Lance would have been, would have given the 49ers a better chance to win that game. Anybody disagree with that? Maybe in like a specific bomb cyclone, sure. But also, uh, no. I mean, He's a more effective runner, but we saw in the game that he started, like he's just not there yet. He might not ever be, who knows, but he's right now, he's definitely not there. I did love to see, uh, we saw some serious quitty pay action. That dude was getting after Garoppolo. Yeah, that, that's another one that we want to, that's another one I want to have Grant back on for because we know how much he loves quitty pay. Um, and also Tim Coonan, who's on the podcast with him. Uh, shout out Tim, who's definitely not listening to this podcast, but maybe he will when we ask him to be on. Uh, huge giant guy. Uh, his son's name is Eli. So you guys can geek out over Danny Dimes and how bad he can't is. Wait. I'm willing, and I'm willing to bet wait. that Tim is on suicide watch and you're over here like Danny's gonna win a playoff game. Danny, I can't wait. Danny, I'm gonna set Danny. this, I'm gonna set this up for next week. All right, guys. Uh, Monday night's still going on. Halftime. Uh, Saints are up 10-7. I imagine they're probably gonna seal this. Uh, Aaron, one was well, fun fact. I actually I meant to congratulate you on this. So uh, earlier this season, you said the plan was going to be to give Kamara like 25 touches a game. And I said you were full of shit. Uh, he currently is second in the league in carries, 18.8 a game behind Derrick Henry. And he's not dead yet. Not dead yet. Not I dead told you that was their only that was their only recipe to to contend. They got to protect Jameis, keep the ball out of his hands, give it to Kamara a ton. Um, all right, man. That being said, uh, we're going to catch you guys on Thursday morning with the preview show. Um, we'll hit the... Uh, the pickums. Oh, Aaron, how did we do? Great. You want to break that down really quick? Uh, we were one and five. We were horrible. Um, oh, you had the one win. Say it. <laughs> you had the win with the Bengals. Say it again, but slower. Say it again, but slower. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Hayden. Hayden had the biggest donkey pick out of all three of us. Uh, I he, fucking hate it. He was on the <laughs> Panthers against my boy Danny Jones. That didn't go well. I got backdoored by the Dolphins. Actually, no, Hayden, you might have not had the biggest donkey pick. I had. Well, bears. No, that's not true. You're the I bears. Had, I had the bears, but they were 12 and a half point underdogs. Okay. And they lost by 35. Hayden had a two and a half point yeah. favorite. Yeah. Lost that lost by 22. Yeah. So yeah, but I both equal. I said, those are equal donkey picks. Um, and then There's Drew had the Niners lasses. last night. Obviously, ah, Colts, they, they look so Colts good. To start this. Very yep. disappointed. All right. We're going to get back on the, we're going to back on the horse this week. Uh, if people had been fading us all year, congratulations. You've been doing great. Us and you've made a ton of money. You've been doing great. Uh, all right, guys. Catch you Thursday morning. Thanks for tuning in. Drew, Aaron, Hayden, signing off. See ya. Hi, Mom.